With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Heavy metal. What do you want to chat about? I want to talk about the shakeup. All right. Anybody but me think that uh, SmackDown got screwed in that? Uh, everybody. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. What yeah. were they thinking? I mean, if you're going to split the shows, at least make both of them worth watching. Now what has SmackDown got to offer? Not much. And it was, in my opinion, getting to be the better show. Now it's going to get stale. It's going to get boring. There, there's, I mean, there's nobody left. Who do they got as their big names now? Nobody. But now do you think it goes back to uh, way back when, when they used to call Raw the top show and they called SmackDown the B show? Is that where it's back to now or what? That's what it's looking like. Uh, I don't know if that's intentional or if the upper bigwigs have just lost their fucking mind or I, I don't know. It, I can't come up with any good reason they did it the way they did it, you know? And from whatever way everybody was talking, I was actually thinking maybe there was going to be a shield reunion come out of all of this. But it doesn't seem that way now. Well, the only thing on the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion is that Roman, I don't even know what Roman is now anymore after Braun killed him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Dean Ambrose is a face and Seth is a face. So, but the only thing is with, they all got their separate things, you know, uh, right now, I wouldn't pull the trigger on that. I'd wait till they simmer down where they got nothing to do and they're all standing around doing fuck all. And then you could say, hey, why don't we put you guys back together to spark a new thing? But, uh, and I gotta admit that they fucked the whole Roman thing up, like, like a soup sandwich. You know, they had him as a major heel. They they had the rub. They had, you know, he beat the Undertaker, so they had a they had a great thing. He was hotter than fires on a coal. They could have ran him through like butter, but they didn't. They got him squashed. So now, what do you do with them? Like, oh man, the thinking of. What they're thinking, I don't know what they're thinking. They gotta let me start thinking for them because it was bullshit. I thought. Yeah. Well, somebody needs to think for them because they're not cutting the mustard anymore. The shows are starting to get lame. You know, it's like you keep watching and waiting for the next big thing, and it doesn't happen. It's just the same old people against the same old people doing the same old thing. Week in, week out, and there's there's no excitement left. There's nothing to look forward to the next week. It's like, what? You know, it's like, well, where are we all going with all of this? It's just like, it's like if you've seen one Raw, you've seen them all because it's the same thing over and over again. you got the same people wrestling the same people, and there, there's there's no hype. You know, it's like, oh, okay, this again. Oh, okay, this again. Oh, okay, this again. 
Well, it goes back to what I said many, many times on all different shows, uh, Heavy Metal. You got to have a match with a person. You got to build it up a good storyline. You got to have, like, uh, go on pay-per-views and, uh, like, Raw or SmackDown. You got to build it up. Then you got to have an ending, which makes sense. To everybody, not just Triple H or Vince McMahon, or it's got to make sense to us. Because when you build up that storyline so much, you want a fireworks. You want a big bang at the end. And when it sizzles out and the fireworks doesn't go off, you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, that was a waste of my fucking four weeks. That was bullshit. <laughs> Yep. Back to smaller. Oh, I agree. There, there hasn't been any real spark lately. Uh, now, I may change my story once I can actually get to watch them because watching it and listening on the threads is so different. You know, you only hear a little bit here and a little bit there and watching the videos that I can come up with. But maybe I'll change my tune whenever I get it. I finally get to start oh. watching it now. I've been you, out of the loop for so long that it's like, man, I am so lost. You won't, you won't really change. You won't really change your tune unless they get better. Because what you said is what what there is. Uh, like the you know the storylines are mediocre, and uh, they're not really spicing up like they used to. They gotta. They gotta do something quick and fast, man. Like, so I think Raw got the best. Of the superstar shakeup. Well, yeah, that seems to be the general consensus. Everybody seems to think that way right now. Yep. I wanted the club on SmackDown. I was pretty pissed off that they didn't go there. You like the club? I love the club. You see, well, there's one thing that we differ on, finally. They just don't do nothing for me. Now, I did like them. I'm a big John Cena fan. And uh, I did like when they would do that and beat up John Cena. Now that was cool. You know that was that was entertaining. See, and I used to couldn't stand the Shield. I always thought they were just a gang of bullies that jumped that you know triple team people. But I've seen some of I've seen some videos that I looked up on YouTube, and uh, they weren't that bad. It, it actually kind of made sense what they were doing. I just. They just didn't appeal to me. But now that I've seen some of the videos, I, I can see that, yeah, they were pretty damn good. The club's pretty good. Uh, I just feel now that, you know, the Hardy Boys are in the WWE that they're going to get shit on. They're going to get, like, down to the... You know, down now the revival is there too. 
what are you going to do with the club? Like, they're a great, talented group, a great, talented team. But there's and I and I I'm killing I'm like beating a dead horse with this by saying this. But what are you going to do with all these teams? Like, uh, you know, you got uh, the Hardys, you got uh, the same old uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. You got the club. You got the revival. You know, you got Heath Slater and Rhino now. You got so. I don't know what we're going to do with all these teams. And I it looks like they're making the Hardys like top team and they're not going to come down from the pedestal anytime soon. So Well, Hardys have always been one of my absolute favorites. Team Extreme was just so good. Put them in a ladder smash, especially when they used to wrestle uh, Edge and Christian. You talk about throwing caution to the wind. Them men put their bodies on the line big time, you know? Some of their matches were so brutal, you just sit there cringing the whole time, like, God, how's he going to get up? How is he not dead? That's like, like when Ed speared him when he was hanging from the thing, and Ed spears him up the ladder, that was unbelievable. It was like, oh, my God, they're both dead. They have to be. And then they get up and keep going. It's like, man, Wow. Well, I'm not saying the Hardy Boys are aren't uh, like I I think the Hardy Boys are the, like a really great tag team, and they they've been here for a while. I'm not saying they're they're not uh, good, but uh, you know there's a lot of other good tag teams on Raw too. But uh, right now, like the Hardy Boys are coming off a a great thing, right? They won the TNA tag team titles, they won the ROH tag team titles, they won the WWE tag team titles, Mexican tag team titles, and they won so many more in like, I think it was two or three months, so they're just building them to the sky, which they should, they're going to be an icon tag team when they're done, they should go to the Hall of Fame, of course. Oh yeah, they'll be be first, first ballot Hall of Fame. And if not, somebody's a real moron. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they are making it to where Raw is the main show and SmackDown's the B show, and then you got your minor leagues, which is NXT. And now that they're bringing up all this talent from NXT which I, unfortunately, have never seen one episode of. I don't know anything about any of them. I hear a lot of great things about it, like uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Apparently, he is walking destruction. Well, he's a, he's an ass-kicking machine. He could kick your head off in an instant. And he'll be he's on SmackDown now, so if you're going to get SmackDown, you're going to see him. Yeah, it'll be the first time I've ever seen him wrestle, except for like four-minute videos that they post online. But I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. I'm. Oh, I, I, be, oh he's talented. You'll be, you'll be impressed. Yeah, sure. he, he was very talented in Japan. I mean, he was big there. Just like uh, 
Finn Balor was. I mean, if you watch some of his stuff from New Japan, I mean, he was a dynamo in uh, New Japan and also in Europe. I mean, he was a big name. And even though he's going to be out at least three weeks with that concussion after what happened on Monday night with Jinder, I mean, when he comes back, however, if he doesn't have any more bumps and bruises, I mean, this is a guy, however, within the last few years, I mean, was like one of the top faces of NXT along with a Sami Zayn, a Neville, a Cesaro. I mean, if you want a good one to watch, get NXT, however, the best of NXT on DVD, however. It's a three-disc DVD. You can watch some of the early stuff, however, from like Paige, Charlotte, Becky, uh, Neville, uh, Tyler Breeze, the VOD villains. I mean, trust me, you won't be disappointed. Okay. That sounds good. And the only thing I want to say is, uh, like, with all these guys, like, AJ Styles, uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Finn Balor. They've been on the Indies, and they've been on TNA, and they've been on ROH for like 10, 15 years. And when they come to WWE, a lot of people, not us, but like other people, like, hey, look at this rookie. What's he doing here? Because they're only WWE fans and they've never seen another match outside of WWE. But these guys, a lot of these guys are indie guys, ROH guys, TNA guys like Bobby Roode. They've been busting their ass for years. And then they come to WWE and all these people are like, oh, he's a rookie. He's no rookie. And that's the only thing that... that grinds my gears, because these guys have been working their ass off for years to get to WWE, and finally they get here, and, you know, WWE shits on them or whatever, but, uh, like Neville, Neville's been in the indies, and he's been everywhere for years, and they shit all over him, and the only thing that saved his ass was the cruiserweight division, and that's the only thing that saved him, if they didn't have that, he They'll be shit on. Yeah, that's, I wish, man, I wish I could have watched that Cruiserweight tournament. The one that lasted for so long, you know, to see who was the best of the best. I wish I could have seen that, because from what I heard people say, that was incredible. Well, apparently they're coming out with a women's uh, tournament, I guess, in the... Summer or the summer, spring yeah, or late, something? Late spring, early summer, yep, all over the world. Yeah. So that's a big thing that's going to happen. And then a uh, UK, uh, uh, UK series, kind of like the 205 Live thing, <laughs> is going to happen on the network. So. Well, good. Maybe they can bring it up out of the basement because it's not been... The shows haven't been all that in quite a while now, or at least from what I hear. I, like I said, unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch. All I know is from my chat threads and from uh, online videos. But once I get it, oh, brother, it's on like Donkey Kong. Oh, and speaking of women, any Nia Jax fans here? I think that, that that girl is the future of the women's division. I don't see why she's not already a, a belt holder. I don't understand that because she is a dominant force. She will be. 
She, yeah, I gotta admit, she's a, a great, talented lady. She will be. She'll uh, she'll be crushing soon. And another uh, big lady on SmackDown is Tamina that just came out. And it's about fucking time she showed back up. And maybe now they can show her as a single wrestler that can kick ass and crush people because she's always been a bodyguard and always been protecting people. But now maybe she can be on her own. Oh, I hope so. I do know that name. Yeah, she finally came back on SmackDown this uh Tuesday. She's been out for, she had an injury and then I guess her dad passing, so I guess she took a little more time off and then uh, finally uh, she came back. Um, But I thought that she was kind of like Nia Jax. Like she was a ass kicker. She was just beat your brains in kind of uh, a wrestler. And I love it that Charlotte's on SmackDown. Yeah, Charlotte. That's one that I, I'm still up in the air about. I don't know if I like her or not. Oh, oh no, Heavy Metal. Well, You're gonna have to I, watch. I'm kind of prejudiced. Y'all are going to really think I've, I've lost my ever-loving mind when I say this, but I am not a Ric Flair fan in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I don't like oh, Flair. Oh, my gosh. What? I, I never did. I don't know why. Just something about him rubs me the wrong way. I understand he is he is a legend. He is a great, great entertainer. But I just don't like him. That's why I wanted Cena to get his seven his seventeenth title run. Seventeen, that's just ridiculous. But anyway, just so he can beat Flair's record. He at least he's tied it now. Everybody, everybody in the chats were like, "What? You don't like Flair?" Nope, I sure don't. Sorry. I don't like that. Ooh, whatever I do. Woo, woo. Hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wolf Queen doesn't much care for Flair neither. Hey guys, I'll be uh, right back. All right. He has to go to the little boys' room. Ah, uh, well, I still like you guys, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. We like you too. Ah, uh, yeah, you're talking Wolf Queen. That's awesome. Yeah, it's because Troy's not in here now. <laughs> well, you it's talk. Not- you just keep talking. Talk. <laughs> it's hard to talk over his loud, his loud mouth. Well, if you want to step in, you just pat him on the shoulder and say, I need to talk now. (laughs) I'm not feeling too good today. Oh, you got a headache? Mm, No. Okay.
it's a girly thing. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I, when you said that, I thought, yeah, I was going to say it, but I thought, no, I better not. I was trying to think of a good way to say it without it being... It's mother's nature. Yeah. She's a bitch. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I've, I've become a real bitch. Huh? What? Hey, honey, cat, no, I'm going to go to bed. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm back. And yeah, I know I got a loud mouth, but I don't care. My voice carries. Right on. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, she's she's kind of down in the dumps today. They know why. Yeah. I kind of, I, I kind of figured it out. He was trying to figure out a way to say it, and I said, um, "It's a woman thing," and he's like, "I was gonna say." I was going to say something, but then I thought, no, I better not. I might get drunk. So, Mother Nature's a bitch, I said. Yeah, Mother Nature's a bitch. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Heavy Metal, what's the next uh, thing you want to discuss? Well, what is I've heard about this 205 Live. What exactly is that? Is that another show? Yes, it's a cruiserweight uh, show on uh, the WWE Network. It's all the cruiserweights. Like oh, so Neville it's just pure and- Huh? It's just it's just for the cruiserweights? Yeah. Oh wow. Man, I bet that's high flying action pack. Well it was, but now it's not so much. And then because we talked about this last night, because okay, when you go to a live show I talked to this with MLD. She kind of explained it to me. When you go to the live SmackDown show, you got to sit there through five hours of taping. You got to sit there through Superstars, Main Event, SmackDown, and then at the last is 205 Live. Well, all these people... Their asses are sore, their legs are sore. They just want to go home after SmackDown. And then it fucks the crowd up for 205 Live. So they haven't been getting the best crowd. And I think they're kind of slowing down on the action. It was really good at the first, but people are getting injured. And I think 
they just kind of said, like, fuck, what do we do now? But, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. You go to a SmackDown show and you got to sit there yeah. for five hours. Yeah, I'm trying to find it now. I can't do it. Ah. Yeah, five hours is a long time to sit through anything. And what me and JD said last night on the show is cut off uh, superstars, cut off main event, because no one watches them anyways anymore. I'm sorry. I don't. Well, maybe a handful of people do, but I don't. And I don't think a lot of other people do. So cut them off. Get rid of them. Put 205 Live at 7 o'clock. Put it on the network and put it in front of SmackDown so you only have three hours of shows to do. And that would be a lot better. It would help out 205 Live. And then the people couldn't go anywhere if they wanted to because you got to stay for SmackDown. So it's kind of a hard in a rock, or a, uh, you know what I mean. Yep. But they can't, uh, they can't leave. So they'd have to stay and watch the show. So because everybody piles, most of the people pile out after SmackDown. Like fuck this, I'm going home. So that's the thing. And now they're coming up with like more shows. Like I told you, like the UK, the UK, there's going to be a UK show. When are they going to tape that? They can't tape that in front of Smack, like SmackDown unless they tape it after Raw or something. I think they're, but, um, yeah. I think they're doing like, that in May, actually, when they go to Europe. I think that's when they're going to do that. They're going to start with that, I think, I heard. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but it's going to be every week, though, I think, or isn't it? Uh, yeah, it might be you're on a tape delay, or they just might do all of their tapings in one night, how, and then air it weekly on a tape delay, I would think. Because how are you going to do uh, shows live? Oh, yeah, you can't do a live show in the U.K. Yeah. Because of the Talk time difference. The, That's uh, going to be a big problem, then, if they go that way. We'll see. But, like I said, they can't have, they can't keep coming out with more shows, because it's going to... Uh, like if you put it in front of Raw or before Raw or after Raw, you're making these people sit for hours and hours and hours. And they're getting tired and they're getting bored and they're getting whatever. After so many hours, it's like, okay, I want this to be over already, right? Yep. And besides, so, after, and besides after Raw, usually sometimes we'll have a special, sometimes we'll have that one new uh, talk show thing they've done with Corey Graves and those guys, and sometimes we'll have the ride-along show, which is really funny. I mean, I got to watch the one this past week, uh, when was it, this afternoon, a couple hours ago, with uh, the one that aired just this past weekend. It was pretty funny. So, all of these new shows, are they cable shows, or is it only on the network? Most of them are on the network. Well, no wonder I don't know anything about them. I don't have the network. I guess that's yeah, the that's thing cool. I'm going to have to look into. That's the only thing. They uh, put a lot of shit on the network.
Well, just letting you know, in the hockey game, it is 2-1 Toronto after one. Who got the other goal? Uh, goal two went to, hold on, I'll tell you a minute. I'm pulling that up. So I'm just jamming here to some 80s tunes to psych it out first. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Uh, goal number two went to Jake Gardner, and Justin Williams got the Washington goal. Right on. Yeah, that's the sport I never, I've never figured out. It's hockey. It's like chase a little thing around, then take your gloves off and beat the hell out of somebody. Yeah. And that, that's not only legal but encouraged, right? Well, to a point, if someone pisses you off, you can beat the hell out of the other person, I guess. Right, J.D.? Yep. I know this is off the subject, Tower. Did you guys hear about the story about the 8-year-old who drove his sister into McDonald's while stealing his dad's van? No, I didn't. Oh, you guys are gonna love this story. It's, I talked about this last night on one of the shows. I gotta tell you guys this story. This is tr- this is a, this is a real true story. An eight-year-old boy took his four-year-old sister on a joyride to McDonald's last this past Sunday after they began craving cheeseburgers. According to Fox Aid in Ohio, the incident occurred on Sunday night around 8 p.m. after the children's dad arrived from work and went to bed early. Officer Jake, Jacob Kohler told Fox Aid that the kids decided to leave after their mother had fallen asleep on the couch as well. Witnesses later saw the boy driving his father's work van and called the police. Kohler told the news station the boy drove about a mile from his home with his little sister in the back of the van. He drove through four intersections and over railroad tracks and obeyed all speed limits, the speed limit and all traffic laws. When the little driver pulled up to the drive through window with a piggy bank in tow, McDonald's employees were convinced it was a joke, according to the local station, WFMJ. The workers thought that the parents were in the back, but obviously they weren't. When police approached the boy, he realized he had done something wrong and, through tears, told Kohler that he really wanted a cheeseburger. Kohler told the newspaper he was impressed by the boy's driving skills and that he was prepared to receive calls reporting damage down from a wayward vehicle. The boy told police he learned to drive after watching YouTube videos. As a result, they got their meals of a cheeseburger, chicken nuggets, and fries while they waited for their grandparents to pick them up and take them to the police station where they then took uh, the boy, uh, kids back to their parents. No charges will be filed whatsoever. Wow. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. To say the, least. the boy was eight and his sister was four. The boy was eight. And, wow. That's all I can say. Wow. I know. That's insane. I mean, that's just I guess, a, that's just I guess he really wanted that cheeseburger. I guess he did. Well, his mom and dad, I mean, they ate dinner earlier, and his his dad got home from work, and his mom was on the couch sleeping, and his dad already must have went to sleep as well, took a shower, never saw the car being bolted out of the driveway. I mean, that's just crazy. Man, I wish I could see a video of that. If I can find... Yeah, that would be something, though. That's not... I don't see how he even reached the pedals to get the thing going. That's what they were saying in the report, too, yeah, but apparently he's a good driver. I mean, he fared all traffic limits, however, and uh, he didn't get caught for speeding, so that's good. I mean, that's 
kind of a blessing. So he can say in another 10 years, hey, Dad, uh, I went for a joyride back when I was eight years old. How I know how to drive now. Where did you learn how to drive? Hey, oh, I took hey, your hand out. Hey, the thing you said is, at least you didn't get caught for speeding. Exactly. Imagine a cop pulling him over. Yeah. For your license. I'm eight years old. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I needed a cheeseburger. My mom was sleeping. My dad was uh, sleeping too, however. But no, he, he and he and he taught himself off of YouTube. Oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. crazy. That's the kicker. Yeah, he learned from YouTube, and his sister was only four years old too. That's the funny thing I laugh at too. I learned a lot of stuff off YouTube. It wasn't about driving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I, what a story. Oh, that is amazing. That is. That, that, when I heard that last night, I just said, there's no way. This is just going to be a phony story. No, it's true. Oh, that, yeah. That would strike you as fake news, but apparently it's not. No, it isn't. It was, it was in the news this week, according to Fox 8 in Ohio and uh, uh, local station WFMJ. So... Yeah. If I if I would have still a car, it would be for a Big Mac, not a cheeseburger. <laughs> I would go. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would do a Big Mac too. Yeah, I might do a Big Mac. Oh. Let's see what else in the entertainment world in the wild and wacky. Uh oh, here's one. Uh, well, it's it's kind of pretty wild though. Do, do any of you guys? I mean, are any of you guys like reality besides wrestling? I mean, have you guys watched? Do you guys watch like Survivor or anything like that at all? I've never seen even one episode. Okay, well, last night apparently some guy decided to call out uh, one of the contestants as transgender on the show, and he outed him right on the show, literally. Oh wow! I mean, it was ugly last night. Yeah. Here's the story. In the seventh episode of CBS Survivor Game Changers last night, castaway Zeke Smith, returning for a second appearance in two seasons, was outed by a fellow contestant as transgender. In a following exclusive column, however, for the Hollywood Reporter, Zeke, one of the very few players in show to compete on back-to-back seasons, shares his side of the story, however. Uh, about his experience as a trans man, the reasons why he pursued Survivor, the thrill of the adventure, and what it was like on the night he was out on national TV, and he powered through it, however. Yeah, apparently the guy later said he was sorry for what happened, but uh, he uh, stood up, however, and basically, however, didn't um, knock the guy on his butt, let's just say, or really uh, get pushy and real defensive right on the show, however, but he told the guy, however, I mean, the guy said... Who did it? Said, "I'm sorry for outing you. How I didn't mean to do it. How I'm feeling embarrassed for what I do now." But uh, he never told anyone. However, in the two years he was on the show, but like I said, however, like I said, they outed the guy who eventually outed the transgender guy. But he says, "You know what? However, it doesn't matter what I am. However, however, I'm standing for what I believe in. And, you know that takes guts and that's class. I, I mean, the guy was wrong. I will admit it. However, and he is wrong, and he, I'm glad he apologized for his actions. But he shouldn't have done that like that on national TV." like that. But the guy who stood up for his rights, I applaud that guy. Yeah. That's guts. That's guts to take on. Like a show like that, I mean, you don't see most shows come out like that, however, for someone to come out like that and just admit that, I mean, the guy was wrong, yes, but for the guy to defend his own actions in this case, good for him. Good for him. 
Yeah, I've never, I've never, I don't enjoy reality TV. It's just not for me. Unless it's like the ghost hunters and shit. Now that I'm into. Yeah. Okay, we should get her kicked back into wrestling. Yes. So that's our uh, two wild stories of the day. Oh, like I said, I didn't get to see what exactly did Braun Strowman do to Roman. All I seen was was a picture of him flipping over an ambulance. Did he flip it over on top yeah, of him, or was yeah, he in well, it, or he, what? Well, he tipped it on its side like a power lifter and lifted over to the side. Then, when Rome was put on a stretcher, he took the stretcher and was running for the ran with the stretcher and like knocked it off like a dock area, and the thing just tipped up on its forward on forward power, and just Roman went forward straight forward power, just landed on his side. I mean, they said he had cracked ribs and. T- Eternal bleeding that. In fact, some fan, however, it's so funny, however, you talk about this. Some fan formed a petition, and so far got a thousand people to sign it, however, that Roman should be, or not Roman, that Braun should be fired for what he did. And Braun told them on Twitter to shove it. He just yeah. It. Yeah, he's like, it's like, it doesn't matter what you say, however, my nightmare has just begun, or something like that. I think, um, I think that's stupid. Roman doesn't have anything. And a lot of fans seen him get away. They seen him they seen him run away from it. So when they tipped it over, he ran away, so he's not hurt or anything. It's it's a storyline, but uh Oh, okay. The fans the fans uh and he's gonna be off T V probably for a week or two, just to, to probably to calm him down from the heel heat. That he got from the Undertaker. That's all this was, I think. Uh, so, uh, and everybody's saying that Braun should be fired. And no, he shouldn't. He's a heel. If these fans would grow a set of nuts, yep. which I think they should. Yeah, that's true. And they want the attitude error back, which they couldn't handle it. Not like us. Not like no. all of us here. No way. Like, if be. you remember, Heavy Metal, if you remember Bully Ray, or, well, Bubba Ray, back in the day in ECW, he'd grab your fan, spit in your face, rip your sign up, and walk away. Would the fan cry? Nah. Oh, Would yeah. Cry? Believe you me, that, I remember. You do that today, the fan cries like crazy, then Triple H and Stephanie's got to go. Like, I think Alberto Del Rio did it one time. Uh, Jericho did it in Canada at a house show yeah, one a few night. Other, a few other people did it. And Triple H and Stephanie had to give them hats and shirts, DVDs. They had to give them like 100 or $200 stuff to stop them from crying. Like, no, that's not how the wrestling business is. There's no crying in wrestling. <laughs> I know. What the hell? Yeah. Do you yeah, think I do, I these do, wrestlers yeah, that that. get curb stomped and uh, busted ribs and busted, like Sheamus, you think when he got the 16 stitches, 
You think you cried? No, you don't cry, and the fans shouldn't cry either. And that's what's wrong with the what's today's wrestling. Yeah, and and now they can't even. I remember when they used to regularly insult the entire crowd, like insult the city they were in, insult the people, especially Y2J. He was ruthless. That and now. That shit because they cry and bitch and go on. Yep. You can't do it anymore. Everybody gets offended. Yeah, that was the point. It's supposed to offend you. Yeah, but see, the thing is, heavy metal, the, some of the people today don't differ from storyline. They don't differ from, oh, well, Kevin Owens is a heel. I think he's just a plain asshole. Why is he acting like this? Like, are you fucking crazy? He's acting like that because he's getting paid to be a bad guy. He's getting out there, and he wants to make you hate him in the worst way. That's what he's getting paid top dollar for. Yeah. Yeah, here's, here's what Braun said. This is Braun's comments the last couple of days on Twitter. When he talked, when Roman talked about it being his yard, this is what he said on Monday. Your yard, welcome to my nightmare. Hashtag monster among men. And then he writes yesterday, I do what I want, when I want, and your stupid petition won't change that. Hashtag no one is safe. Hashtag everyone will fall. Hashtag your tears hydrate me. Oh, I like that. I do too. And that's the way it's got to be. Like, these fans got to realize, like, I see all these fans bitching, and I'm like, what the hell are you bitching about? What do you want? I think what they want is a swing in the middle of the ring and a slide. and You know, you want the, the <laughs> WWE people to fucking play in the playground? No, that's not how it works. Well, speaking of shakeups, guys, I mean, we know the announced team shook up already because David Otunga's going to Raw, but now, from what I'm hearing, Otunga won't be available for six weeks, apparently. He won't. Why, is he holding uh, Jennifer Hudson's hand? Or? No, it just says, however, apparently, however, he is doing an outside film project, however, so it looks like it's going to be Graves and Cole. Yeah, he's holding Jennifer Hudson's hand, I was right. <laughs> 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 but uh, if you're going to have Otunga out for six weeks, at least until probably the end of May going into June, I mean, do you stay with the two-man team for now, or do you bring an extra person in to fill in as a third wheel, a la Booker T, a la Jerry Lawler, or even JR? Or JR. That's what I'm saying. You've got to get JR on back for at least six weeks. I mean, yeah. Him calling Jason Cole for six weeks, I can live with that for six weeks. Because Byron Saxon, to me, I mean, MLB said it best, is like watching paint dry. And with him now on with Tom Phillips and JBL, however, after the whole Marvinola thing, however, that's going to be interesting how that shakes up on Tuesday. But, yeah, I like to see J.R. Graves and Cole on Monday nights. I mean, I love Corey Graves. You know, sometimes he takes it a little too far for a kiss and ass. But, hey, he's a great heel announcer. And Cole, I mean... He's going to be stepping down soon anyway, and I think when that happens, you're going to have Corey Graves step into Cole's shoes as the new number one announcer because he's so good at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he tells it like it is. He doesn't pull punches. Especially when he, yeah. when he marks out for the Revival. The Revival he marks out for, I love how he rips a little bit of Enzo and Cass at times, but the one guy I think he really 
uh, heels on more than anyone has to be, uh, who was it? Uh, for the longest time, he was the biggest heel supporter of this guy. I'm trying to think, was it KO? Yeah, I think it was KO. Yeah, it was KO. He was a big heel supporter for Neville until Aries came along. That's true. That's true. That's right. And now he's like, what the hell is wrong with him, man? I don't think anything's wrong with Aries and Neville. I mean, Neville, I think, I mean, I told you, when Neville first turned heel, at first I was going to be a little upset against it. I'm not. This is one of the best heel turns they've got in the company going for them right now. I mean, he is doing so great with it. And he doesn't care who he is. I cheered to the Guy, when Neville came out heel, oh, Mark, so, so you almost so did I. I, I was, off the fucking ceiling. <laughs> so did I. It, it took me a few seconds to. At first, I was like, "What's he doing?" And then, as soon as I started hearing him talking, and they started booing, I'm like, "This is fantastic." I was like, "You, yeah, I was the same way." I said, "This is great. This is the shakeup he needed in his career." They shit on him for two full years, man. Yep. That guy didn't hold the shit. They shit on him. Yep. And and I told you before in this show, yep. the cruiserweight division saved Neville's ass. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And it saved a lot of people's ass. Oh, it did. Like Aries, uh, Kendrick, you know, Noam Dar, Tony Nice, uh, Ali, uh, Gallagher. Yep. It saved all of them guys. If yep. they didn't have that, they'd be a fucking jobber, they'd yep. be in nothing. They'd be on oh, yeah. Superstars and main, main event. event. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And I hope, and I said it before, after the match they had, which was a great match at Mania, I hope to God that they don't shit on them again and put them in the pre-show at Payback in a few weeks. You've got to go at least 20 minutes with these guys. You had a good match, obviously, however, this put time... On, put them on the first... first yeah. uh... Match of the night. Back to the night, yeah. Yeah, tear it up. Why not? Going back to the old pay-per-views, that's what they used to do. Put the cruiserweight on first. Yep. Then you'd have your, well, WWE doesn't have TV title anymore, but uh, your TV title, and then your tag team, and then your middleweight title, your IC or your U.S. title Mm -hmm. goes on next. Yep. Right? And then your main event. That's how it's supposed to work out. I don't know where the fuck it messed up, why it doesn't go like that now. That's how it should go. In order. Yep. And if you have any fill-ins, you do it after the cruiserweight title. If you, you know, you have a... Uh, yeah, but see, I I hate that. If you got a like a match coming out of nowhere, don't even put it on the card. Put it on Raw or something. Try to build it up. They've done it before. They throw like, hey, I think uh, Neville should go against uh, Sami Zayn. Well, yeah. they've never fought before or whatever. Yeah, let's the- throw them into a card. No, yeah. don't. I need a storyline. I need a build up. I need. Something to go on. Why are these two guys fighting? Do they don't like each other? Or you guys are just throwing them together for the hell of it? No, that don't fucking work with me. Yep. Oh, I agree. It's no fun just to watch a match. There's got to be some build-up to it so you can actually pick one of the two to cheer for. You know, it's like, okay, well, y'all should just go wrestle. Well, Well, right. you got to have a storyline. you got to have something... 
Like, did he knock your sandwich out of your hand or, you know, knock your beer out of your hand or something? Oh. There's got to be something why you don't like this guy. It's just like, hey, I'm going to yep. kick your ass now. No, no, that doesn't work for me. Unless it's in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And whatever happened to going to different places, do you remember when Booker T and Stone Cold Steve Austin got it on in a fucking grocery store? I do. I do. That was a great. Yes. That was incredible. You know? And when The Rock and Stone Cold were fighting on a bridge, and one of them got thrown off the bridge, why don't they do any crazy shit like that no more? Yeah. You know, that was good wrestling. Yep. Oh, who was it that came and kicked uh, Triple H pulled to Randy Orton's house? And throw him out the window. Yeah, throw him out the window. Exactly. And another thing, they kind of did this, and this was at the time not TVPG, but TV Attitude. The whole Tim White thing back in the day with Josh Matthews, how when he was doing those uh, little stupid vignettes every week, how he was trying to kill himself. I think maybe it was a little too far with that, but still, you had that then too. And Brian Pillman with the gun and Stone Cold. Oh, that that still goes down as one of the most. Well, for USA, that was one of the darker days because at the time they did not want that tear. And now, I mean, if you try that shit now, shit, I mean, the whole freaking census would be all over it within minutes. I'm saying they would have to make a formal apology. Sorry we did you that know, to offend everyone. You know what I like that was great? The DX thing when they read the letter from USA. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can't say these words. You can't say suck it and ass and fuck damn. What are you talking about? Why can't we say these things? You can't say these things. Oh, my God. And they thought Vince was going to rip their head off. Well, he would have if if USA didn't write a letter back. You guys got balls like brass monkeys. You guys read my letter on the air? (laughs) Oh. Here, I, I got some for you guys that you're going to like. I just put this on so that you're going to love this. This is great. I just found this, so you're going to love it. We will only use the words ass, damn, hell, and bitch. We will never, however, use the words shit, fuck, <laughs> goddamn, Jesus Christ, faggot, or any other racial or sexual slurs. Now then, as it pertains to video, we promise there will be less dick references. Oh, shit. Watch your <laughs> fucking mouth. Oh, fuck me. God damn it. Fuck. I'm pretty What? I just found that on YouTube. You know, <laughs> they got a letter from the USA Network saying what words they could say and what words they couldn't. Uh-huh. So while they were reading the words they could say, they went ahead and read the words they couldn't say. <laughs> like, fuck, and cunt, and faggot, and goddamn, and... She won't use many dick references. Well, the, the, uh, what was the game they were playing? The Orville Office Swallow the Leader? Or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wow, we were in the, well, in the Orville oh, office. Oh, and then Shawn Michaels walks away from the stand, and a girl walks to, gets out of the stand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what else is missing from wrestling now? 
blood. There nobody nobody gets beaten bad enough to bleed anymore, at least not intentionally. Well, now there is the occasional, you know, where they gotta get stitches. But I remember when uh Bret Hart and Stone Cold fought and Stone Cold you couldn't even see the man's face. It was just a solid sheet of blood. Yeah. Yeah, you know? but Vince Vince freaks out now when there's blood, so you're not allowed to have blood. If, if there's bleeding on SmackDown or Raw, it's not intentional, and Vince fucking freaks to the max. Well, it's, it's definitely not the wrestling I grew up with, I'll tell you that. No. Oh, I know. I I hear you, Troy. I hear you. You, you can't, you got to go back, like you said, to that and stuff. Like, even when Austin filled off Vince's uh, car with wet cement, or even freaking came in with a freaking Zamboni, however, mind you. Yeah! That was good I'm shit. Just, that I'm was fun shit. That, that was fun that shit then. I mean, that was great shit then. We can go back to that again. That would be fun as hell. Oh, yeah. You have to. You know, and when, when they blew up the DX bus? Yes. Oh, I just watched the one, what was it, uh, the one with Dusty Rhodes, however, and uh, like this was when Dusty was still around at the time, and they, it, it was so funny how they were talking about the rise and fall of WCW, and I guess uh, Hunter and them were doing the whole Shockmaster thing, and then Arn Anderson does the voice, however, and then all of a sudden he looks and sees Triple H and Arn Anderson, it's like, it's coming from right over there, and then Arn Anderson has the microphone and he says, sorry, Dream, and he runs right out of the skid. But uh, Santino turns out to be the shock master underneath it, though. It's so funny, though. Uh, let's see here. Then you got the pe- Little People's Court, however, DX. That was good. Uh, okay, yeah, that was pretty funny. Oh, here we go. Shockmaster 2.0. Here we go. <laughs> oh, what was the... Oh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Blackman. Steve Blackman. Yeah. Do you remember the match he had where they they were inside a circle of cars? I don't remember who he was fighting, but it was in the parking lot. And they were surrounded by cars with the lights on, and they may have called it the Lion's Den match. I think it was Dan Severn, I think, or Al Snow. That, 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 that rings a bell to me, yeah. That was so brutal. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, and... And that, I mean, each one went through at least one car window head first, you know? Mm-hmm. And that that's when you would stand up at your house and cheer. Yeah. You know? It was so it was so exciting and so exhilarating that you couldn't just sit there and watch it. You actually had to get up and start rooting and pacing around and going, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god And there's none. There's none of that anymore. Yeah. Well, you know what they should do, though, and they've talked about it, too. At one time, they were talking about bringing back WWE's, uh, WCW names to pay-per-views, like War Games and that. They never did that, though. But, I mean, for a while, they had the bash, and there was talk they wanted to uh, Halloween Havoc, and then they never did that, either. It's a shame. Yeah, I miss those. I miss the ones like the, like the leather strap match yeah. and the cowbell match. Yes. Yeah. And the Four Corners match. Yep. Now you don't get nothing like there's no, There's no specialty matches is what I call them. You know? 
It's right now they just give you the ring and wrestle. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I love to watch it, but it just doesn't hold a candle to what it used to be. There's there's no wow factor to it anymore. It's like, okay, they're going to wrestle. Okay. But back in the day, they'd say, okay, this is going to be a barbed wire match. And people would just lose their freaking mind over it. Like Sabu and Terry Funk's Bob yeah. Wire match. That was one of the most brutal things I've oh. ever witnessed. Well, I have the ECW Bloodsport Defiler matches DVD, and I've watched that match many of the time, and that is a brutal match, no doubt about it. Yep. Yeah. And did you know that in that match, that uh, Sabu got tangled up in the Bob Wire and ripped a 10 inch gash in his bicep? What yep. did he do? He pulled some tape off of his hand, wrapped it around his arm, and kept fucking wrestling. Yep. Never even, never, never even slowed down. He was trying to punch him while he was wrapping his arm up, you know? Uh-huh. There wasn't no, all the people run out and rush, oh my God, is he hurt? Is he hurt? Who cares? They're supposed to do this. This is what they get paid to do. Uh-huh. But now you mentioned a Bob Bar match now and people would file lawsuits against them. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about banned wrestling moves. Why? I mean, I understand some of them are kind of dangerous. But, hell, wrestling is dangerous. There's a a few of them I agree with, but most of them, hell, let them do it. It, It's what we tune in for. We tune in for that, for the high-intensity stuff, not this, I don't even know what to call it. I still love my wrestling, but... I wish they'd bring at least part of the Attitude Era back. When was the last time Vince McMahon got a beer bath? I mean, come on, he's due. Yep. And y'all can tell I'm a huge Stone Cold fan. I'm sorry. That dude is a wrestling god to me. Hell, some of the best matches I've ever seen in my life had Stone Cold in them. You know, Stone Cold and The Rock when those two wrestled, now that was entertainment. Yep. Them two left it all in the ring every single time, and man, was that great. Yep. And what we were talking about the other night, why is there no stables anymore? I don't know. Or that's no a, managers? That's a good question, yeah. That was, one of the, that was one of the best things, is finding you a stable you could cheer on. And them having their, if you weren't good on the mic, no big deal, your manager is. Like Brock and Heyman. Heyman is liquid gold on the mic, and I can't stand the man. But he is gold on the mic. Yep. <laughs> well, no offense to Brock, but Brock Lesnar does not have mic skills to save his nutsack. No, he doesn't. No. That's why Roman needs a manager. Oh, I agree totally. Yeah. And, and that was that was so interesting because there was always that that the factor that that any time the manager could distract the other wrestlers and you score the victory. You know, that was something you had to look out for while you were wrestling with their manager. And now it's it's nothing. Yep. Which to me that just it, it takes away so much to not have them. And you know what 
that's why Roman was so good in the Shield because Seth did most of the talking. Roman was the badass muscle ass kicker, the muscle, and Dean was the crazy one. He did some talking, but Seth did most of the talking, and that's how come you know Roman did so good, and that's why now. Well, if they're going to turn him heel, I don't know now because they're fucking it up. Like I said before, they got to give him a manager. They give him Paul Heyman or they give him somebody else that knows how to talk for him. He doesn't need to talk at all. No, he doesn't. He just got to go and spear people and kick people in the face. That's all he has to do. And uh, get him a manager. And uh, we discussed this before. A lot of people need good managers like they did before. I don't know why they won't do it again. We need lots of managers. Like, well, not a lot, but a few managers. And a few more stables like they did in the 90s. I can remember WWF had like eight or ten stables at a time. They had a lot of stables. Why can't you do it again? I love stables. I'm a big stable fan. Yep. And you talk about ECW. It's so weird how our Donald Paul mentioned it tonight, though, but I didn't know if you guys knew. Today was exactly 20 years ago tonight, how are the very first ECW pay-per-view. Oh, yeah? Barely legal. I have it on DVD. And Terry ECW! Oh. ECW! ECW! I wish they would bring that back, because, I mean, with all the talent they've got on both yeah, shows... They wouldn't be able to bring it back because of the PG thing. They'd have to make it like a wish-wash like they did in the WWE version, and it sucked monkey yeah. balls. Yeah, There's did. no fucking point. What are they going to do? They're going to bring out a piece of stick, and they're going to bring out uh, something. You can't do it like they did before, J.D., Back yeah. in the ECW, they brought out barbed wire, flaming tables, oh, yeah, of The fans would pass you, you a frying uh, pan. You had Joel cut away uh, any heel, um, heel face promo he could. I mean, half the time Cyrus would come out and give Kerner uh, shit. How I remember one time how he uh, he like, said something real smart alecky to Cyrus. I remember one time on one particular ECW pay-per-view, but... Well, I remember the time, I think, yeah, it was Paulie when he spoke, when this is when Cyrus had the network at the time with Rhino Carino and all those guys. He said, I am so fucking tired of the goddamn network. And, I mean, he really tore Cyrus a new a-hole that night. And I thought he was going to punch Cyrus, and he was about to until Rhino Gord Heyman, I remember. But uh, that's when Super Crazy came out and defended uh, Paulie and uh, RVD and beat Rhino for the TV title. That was in the spring of 2000. But I, I remember there were a couple times Paul Heyman was always giving uh, Cyrus shit, basically, because of the network thing. Yeah, but the fans would pass some staple guns and frying pans and... Fans would pass them everything to beat the fuck out of each other. Now that's what you call a fan base. Well, New Jack was one crazy SOP. That's why he would get away with anything. I mean, he'd come out and... I can remember the, some of the... Sh- I mean, even when he was doing it to his opponents, I remember some of the shit... He, the falls he took. I mean, take, for instance, the one he did... I think it was like he was up on a like a ladder and scaffold where it was like 
20 feet up, however, and he dropped the guy straight down. I mean, that was just like, yeah, but holy New Jack blind now. Yeah. You know what? But I seen an interview with him. He said he doesn't regret anything. First on, he was one crazy sob back then. Oh fuck him, Stabu, fucking Sandman. Sandman comes from a construction site. They seen him on the side of the fucking road, fucking yeah. doing construction. Yeah. They're like, can you wrestle? He's like, no. I can drink beer or whatever. Oh, can you scrap? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, come on. And they got him on there, and he smoked cigarettes and drank beer and just beat the fuck out of everybody. He didn't know a, he didn't know a fucking wrist lock to a fucking headlock. Right. He just beat the fuck out of everybody. He didn't yeah. give a shit. Right, and Sabu learned his training from his uncle, the legendary Sheik in Detroit, and he was crazy with, like, I mean, he came in with that fighting with Taz right away. I mean, they weren't the best of teammates, and they weren't the best yeah, of Yeah, you get, you get Sabu. Yeah. And uh, you tell his story to fucking, yeah. like, uh, fucking Paul E. locked him in a fucking cart thing like uh, Hannibal. Yep. And wanted to fucking... And he's like, I don't want to do that. And yeah. he's like, yeah. And he did it because he paid him 500 bucks, I think, every time he did it. Yep. So, and then the crazy bastard, <laughs> when the fans uh, were there, he would jump through a table by himself. Like, yep. there was nobody on the table. He would just do a moonsault through the table and crash through the table. Yep. I can still remember when he took that uh, move by Benoit the November to November pay-per-view and Benoit broke his neck. I mean, that was just brutal. Yeah, but you know oh, what? Yeah. I was just thinking, yeah. how the fuck are half of these ECW guys still alive? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is, you do have to wonder about them crazy-ass ECW guys. Yep. I mean... Because they gave zero fuck about anything. Yep. Just to please the fans, eh? That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, not even the women were safe. They get slammed through tables. Oh, yeah. Yep. Francine, I mean, Dom Marie, Tammy Lynn Sitch, I mean, I, I can, I can oh, remember. I, I think uh, Sonny's been through worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She has. I I could still remember the uh, first time I watched uh, the women of ECW. It was the Beulah Bill Alfonso match, and that was when Beulah and Alfonso just beat the ever living dog meat out of each other. I mean, he was like a bloody mess by the end of the fight, and then uh, when she did the Raven pose afterwards, just to piss off Raven, because Raven, I think, had been gone already to WCW at that point, that was just priceless. Yep. Well, at least we can still reminisce about them. Yep. And I got the DVDs to prove it. And I'll tell you, one of the good, a good place to get good ECW DVDs, however, I can vouch for this. My buddy Rob Feinstein at RF Video sells a good bit of them. I mean, you can get the best of Super Crazy, the best of Tajiri, the best of RVD and Sandman, 
or RVD and Jerry Lynn, Raven and Sandman. I mean, I have these in my collection at home, and I've watched some of these. Even I have a seven-disc uh, version of Terry Funk's ECW career from his beginning till the last little bit, however, that he was around in 97. I mean, there's some great matches out of that. Now y'all got me craving some old school wrestling. What's that? Now y'all got me craving old school wrestling. Yep. I'm have to get on YouTube when we get done with the show and find me some. <laughs> uh, good place to find the old school stuff. Find the good stuff to talk. Like I said, it's, uh, like I said, you but you can check out the wrestling collector in Richard Lane. I mean, he puts a lot of stuff off power from like the old. WF primetime days, wrestling shows, and even some of the old uh, MSG shows from back in the early 80s, and even the shows from like the Spectrum, the Boston Garden, the Capitol Center, all that such. I'll have to add you and Pam to my uh, top heel group, uh, Heavy Metal. Okay. But that's a laid back group. Uh, I just post pictures and post stuff, uh, but uh, MLD is a uh, uh, admin there, and uh, I just uh, post whatever I feel like. <laughs> That's good. I'll be right back. I gotta give me another glass of iced tea. All right. I'm stuffing my face. (laughs) And I'm drinking a. And I'm drinking a beer. There you go. Shocker, I, I know. I hadn't eaten anything all day, so. Uh, you eat, Wolf Queen. <laughs> I'm eating all right. cheddar sour cream chips with uh, sour cream. You know what? I got, uh, I'm hooked on potato skins from Ruffles. It's called potato skins chip, and I dip them in sour cream. Oh, yeah, this thing's good. Oh, I love dipping. Like, I'm a big dipper. I love to dip stuff, uh, like chips, uh, whatever. I like to dip dip everything in something, but I'm a big dipper. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I'm a big uh, chip fan. I love love sour cream. I just had uh, baked potatoes and... uh, uh, chicken, and I had lots of sour cream on my baked potatoes. I gotta have sour cream on baked potatoes. It's a must. Yep, that's the only way to eat them. <laughs> have you ever had a stuffed baked potato? Yeah, I have. So you gotta do a load of baked potato too. A load, yeah, uh-huh. loaded uh, <laughs> stuff. Yeah, they're all good. I tell you. Well, it's too bad they don't do close like stuffed burgers. 
Yeah, if somebody don't live close, would make y'all some stuffed burgers. Oh, stuffed burger. You tell me about that. That sounds really good. That does sound good. Okay. To make a stuffed burger, you take, well, it it actually all depends on your appetite. I use two quarter-pound patties. Then you you grill up some onions and some potatoes and some bacon and mushrooms if you want them, uh, jalapenos if you want it, and then you get your cheese. And you take the first patty and lay it out. Then you take all of your pre-cooked ingredients Pile it in the middle of the patty, put the second patty on top and seal it. Then you take it and put it on the grill and cook it on the grill until the meat's done. And you, it's a it's a meal in a bun. They come out to be about a pound to a pound and a quarter, and uh, it's it is unbelievable. I can, it's it's I can, amazing. I can, that does sound good. I can well, only that, that that sounds pretty good. I'll tell you one time I I seen on a food cooking channel or something. I took uh, some ground beef and I put some uh, cheese in the middle of the ground beef and then cooked it up. It was really good. Mm. Yep. But when you add all that ingredients and then let it cook, all the juices from the meat combine with the ingredients and the juices from the ingredients combine with the meat and you just get this incredible flavor. But it has to be cooked on a pit. You can't cook it on the stove. You have to have that smoke flavor. Wow. Yeah, that uh, sounds awesome, heavy metal. That that sounds like a good recipe. Oh, it is. Well, he's not giving you the whole recipe because there's a lot of other stuff that we can't give you what goes in the meat because it's his brother's recipe. Yeah. And he actually... He had, or he had until recently, his own little barbecue place that he sold them at. So that would be, he'd kill me if I gave away his whole recipe. Oh, okay. Well, it still sounds pretty sweet. Uh, oh, it I, is. Believe me. It's good for two meals. You eat half of it at a time. There you yep. go. I can only eat half, maybe less sometimes. Oh, I can eat the whole thing, but I'm uh, miserable afterwards. <laughs> and you don't, you don't need nothing else with it. Nope. Just the burger and meat. I mean, the burger and the bread. That's all you need. Yeah, you ain't got to cook no side items or nothing. And it's just like eating a full meal. Well, that's what I like to do sometimes, just cook meat. Just yeah, eat meat. I don't need nothing else, potatoes or anything. I just need all meat. <laughs> It's still there. So what's everybody looking forward to on Monday night? I'm looking forward to all of it because I get to watch it. Awesome. That is nice. Sweet. I think this Monday will be the first time in a very, very long time that I get to watch wrestling. I am. Hey. Hey. Is it Monday yet? <laughs> <laughs> I think on Monday I'm looking forward to seeing, however, I mean, with Roman out, how what uh, chaos is next for Braun Strowman and uh, what uh, Seth Rollins is now going to do, however, mind you, however, if uh, we're going to see a match between Rollins and maybe Samoa Joe at Payback, because we've already got a couple matches listed already for uh, Payback. 
Oh, that's another dude that I really like is Samoa Joe. Yeah, he's real good. I've been a fan of his since Yeah, he's, uh, he's a Samoan monster. He's yes, pretty he is. good. Yeah. The Koji Clutch and, uh, just, he, he is so, he is so dangerous. I mean, you don't want to piss him off. And he's yeah. afraid to piss him off because he'd snap you in half like a twig. Because, I mean, he is so lethal in that thing. I mean, like I said, I mean, he showed the first night. When, I mean, he was good in NXT, and then he comes up in WWE in January right after uh, Seth Rollins' pipe bomb, uh, well, let's just say uh, takeover at uh, San Antonio. And then two nights later after the Rumble, he shows up and takes out uh, Rollins and uh, leaves Rollins out for a while, however, mind you, because of the injury. But, I mean, now he's in Triple H's stable, however, and obviously you got KO there, too, however. I mean, we talked about these three forming a faction, however, I mean... Who would be the fourth person to join their group? That's the big question. Yeah, that is. Who do you think? My money would be on someone like Bray Wyatt. I could see that, maybe, perhaps, if they get behind him. Like they have before, I could see that happening. It's a possibility. Yeah, that's a good possibility. That would be a good match. He'd Mm -hmm. fit right in there with them lunatics. That dude is creepy. I mean, just plain and simple, he is creepy. <laughs> that backwards, upside down, crab crawling, duh. That gives me the chills every time I see him do that on the videos. <laughs> I hear you. And you got to be—he's got to be a pretty limber person to be able to bend that way. Oh yeah. But when he's walking out carrying that lantern and everybody's got their phones on and the lights are and that music, that is just creepy. Yeah, I mean, when he when when the phones go off, I mean, whatever city or town they're in, however, the phones go light up, however, it's like the fireflies come out by the millions. Yeah. And it's scary. Ray Wyatt. I'll look it up on video and show you. All right. It's creepy, trust me. Yep. Yeah, and I didn't care for Orton being a member of the Wyatt family. I knew it was just just mind games, but still, I'm a, I, I like Orton. I've always liked Orton. He yeah. is very talented. Yep. All the way around. Yep, he gets it from his uh, old man, no doubt about it, though. I mean, yeah. from the ace, I mean, one of his best matches I can remember him, and I've said it before, one of the best matches I ever saw were in fight was him and Mick Foley at uh, Backlash of Four. Awkward. The show didn't get quiet. 
Mm. Here's Quiet. One, and I know who you'll say, GTS, so this is not really to you. Who was the best stable of all time? First off, what the hell is a stable? Oh, a stable is a group of wrestlers that get together and name themselves, basically. Like more NWO, than, more DX, Athletic Protection Agency, both are stable. More than four people is the a bush stable. No, they're just tag teams. Oh, more than three or four people is a stable Wolf Queen. Yeah, and there and used to be there'd be the wrestlers, and then they'd have a manager in the stable, and that was that manager's stable, which made wrestling so much more fun. I don't know. Oh, I know who I think it is. I think it's DX. Oh, yeah. I'll go one better than you. The four Uh-oh. horsemen. I knew somebody would throw the horsemen in there. Yeah. You can't yeah. go along with those guys. I mean, with J.J., I mean, come on. They had some battles back in the day. Oh, yeah. They lived the life, and they uh, they lived the life both in and out of the ring. I mean, they showed how no, many. No, Ric Flair lived the life. I don't think any of the other ones did. Well, Ric Flair probably, lived probably, the probably, life. Well, Tully got into some mischief at times. I mean, Arn was a little... Quiet, but Tully was a little mischief maker too. I mean, Ole Anderson just the thing about Ole though. I mean, he was in a good faction early in his career with the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, but Ole Anderson just seemed like I mean, he was always like the biggest, meanest grump of the group, you know. And I can remember when Tully uh, questioned him about. I think it was Ole's kid one time. I think on one of the shows. He mean, I mean, Ole took a swing at him. And mine would have to be the NWO. Well, that goes without saying, GTN. I know. I got to keep telling the people, though, because if they forget, it's been 20 years. I got to keep plugging it. Yeah, I have to. I'm I'm the only, well, there's a few people, I guess, but uh, not a lot of people talk about the NWO. Like, I'm... The only person I know that talks about the NWO, I'll talk about the NWO every single fucking night. I will plug and I will bleed the people's ears of NWO, uh, but uh, a lot of people forgot about it. People maybe don't care, but I'm I'm the I'm a big fan. I'm the I'm the cheerleader of the NWO. Yes. You're the spokesman, no doubt about it. I'm the spokesman. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell people. I gotta tell them, right? Yep, you do, no doubt. Well, is this wrong on the subject of stables? How about the Freebirds? Oh, the Freebirds, me and JD. Yeah, Freebird uh, Fantasia, baby. Yeah, they Can't they go great. wrong with them guys. I love the Freebirds. Gordy, Bam, Bam, and Michael Hayes. I mean, hell. I just watched a video of them in the WWE not too long ago, but I mean, I, I still couldn't believe, I mean, someone told me, I mean, I, I forget where I was a couple of weeks ago, this was right before Mania, I think it was, yeah, I was at the bar, and me and my one friend were having this argument about the Freebirds, and he says, oh, I remember the Freebirds were in Texas and world class, but they never were in the WWE, I said, bullshit, they weren't, he said, yeah, they weren't, no, they weren't, I said, yes, they were, he said, prove it, I said, okay, what do you want to bet, he said, I'll bet you a shot in a beer, I'm like, okay, you're on. 
pulled up on my video 30 seconds later, he looks and says, son of a bitch. So he owed me a shot and a beer out of that. So he ended up watching that, and he says, how long were they for? I said, I said they weren't there very long. I mean, they were only there for a cup of coffee. But it's a shame because, I mean, they could have done so much more when they got to the WWE in, like, in 84. Yep. And you can't mention the, the free birds without bringing the Von Erichs up. Oh, yes. Another great Those were some epic battles. The yes, Von Erichs were and the free birds. Oh, God. Those, those, those guys were, like, the original, I mean, they were like, they were like the, like, Edge and, like, the Hardys and the Dudleys, you know? I mean, they respected each other, and they were somewhat good friends both in and out of the ring. Because they knew yeah. each other's style. I mean, that's the way it was. Yeah, I used to, I like, my favorite one of the Von Erics, of course, was Carrie. The Texas Tornado. Yes. Who never got, I mean, who really, when you think about it, never really, I mean, his matchup with Lawler was great at Super Clash in 88. But the thing with Kerry is, though, however, the problem with WCCW and the reason why it closed down is because of, uh, it wasn't because of Fritz. It was basically because of Ken, Ken Mantel, you know? Ken Mantel yeah. ruined that company because once WCCW sold out to USWA and the territories of the Jarrett's in Memphis, however, they figure, however, we're screwed because we've had this company for 25 years, however, coming up with guys like Shawn Michaels and all the other big names, Joey Jack Haynes, Rude, and all those other guys, the Von Erickson and the Freebirds, were just apt. And they only had one DVD, however, that's really good and talks about the whole story of WCCW, the triumph and tragedy of WCCW, but... It just, I mean, when Kerry got to the WWE, however, however, I mean, it just, it was a blessing for him because I'm sure for the longest time he had wanted to make it above. I'm not saying WCCW was the minor semi-pro league, but it kind of was. He wanted to make it to the big leagues, like the WCW, the WWE type of thing. And when he got there, yeah, he had a nice short run. But it wasn't the big run he expected because, of course, he got into trouble. And, of course, he had those problems that caught up. His demons caught up with him. And, tragically, uh, the biggest demon of them all took him away from us too soon. So, yeah. so I mean, that's one of the things that happened. But, like they said in the video, WCCW was a blessing and a curse in a Because not only you lost Kerry, I mean, you've lost over the years a lot of other big names that were former stars. Gary Hart, uh, Skandar mm-hmm. Akbar, Gino Hernandez. I mean, the yeah. list goes. The, the list goes on with that that Texas uh, federation, and it's a shame. Because I remember watching it when I was a kid. I remember, Jesus. I mean, this is like eighty four, eighty five. About the time WCCW was coming on cable, I can remember there were times I was always flipping back, even though I was late at night. However, on a Saturday night, however, if Saturday night's main event wasn't good or whatever, I was flipping back between that and WCCW on one of the cable networks here in Pittsburgh because they used to televise it weekly, but. It's a shame because now you can see all that stuff on the network, but at the time, however, I mean, when WCCW uh, was around, however, I mean, it depended on what network and what were your uh, what station you had it. You know, it just it was unfortunate, but they could do. I mean, considering the WWE has so many libraries of different federations, I mean, they've come out with so many others like Mid South, WCW, AWA, that sort of thing. They haven't put a lot of others out, however, that they could tell the real story on, and they should put more of those out. And it's a shame that they don't anymore. 
And they could put uh, the best of Georgia Championship Wrestling, the best of uh, Mid-Atlantic Wrestling. You know, they could do that. And they're not doing it. You know, you can see it on the network, fine, but it's a shame you can't talk about, oh, what Georgia Championship Wrestling was back in the 70s and the early 80s, you know, like the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Jack Briscoe, and all those type of guys back in the day. Well, guys, I hate to cut the party short, but we got to end it so we can get on to the next show. Yes. Okay. Alrighty, I'm gonna play the Rock and Roll Express for pay uh, for the Wolf Queen. Yes, Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll is here to party. Yes, the Hall of Famers. I'm gonna play the Rock and Roll Express theme. You will. I. Told you I'd play the NWO and I'd play. I told you I'd play the Rock and Roll Express. Andrew, out. Yeah, you did. I did. And I'm gonna play the theme, and then I'll do an introduction, and then I'll have we'll have to end there. So here's the theme, y'all. All right.
You got to show up Saturday night, 9 o'clock. We'll have a party. Uh, All right. So, uh, for this show, <laughs> Copio Inc., uh, the players in the game are as the following. The Big Dog. Me, King NWOGTS. I got many names, but that's the name I go by here, I guess. <laughs> by my side. Quit doing that. I have. Just peeing me, the Ice Man. He has all the ice for my beer. Yes. <laughs> and I have two special guest co-hosts. For the evening, I think they're going to be here every Thursday night, they told me. They don't want to ever leave. No. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be here every Thursday, every Saturday. They never want to leave. So, hey, I got them a blanket and a pillow. They're going to stay on my sofa. They are as the following. Heavy metal. Yeah, buddy. And, dun-dun-dun, his wife, the Wolf Queen. (laughs) (laughs) You all have a great night. Have a great tomorrow. God bless. And see you in the ring. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.